Podcast 024, Mac vs. PC. Sponsored by my buddies at PantryParatus.com. They sell food preservation tools. Produce, prepare, preserve your own harvest. This is a story that has nothing to do with permaculture. And uh, I hope to uh, get a second part of this later, so I'm going to put off publishing this one for a while. So by the time you're listening to this, I'll have already glued part two on, because, well, more on that in a moment. So, um, because this is a story not about permaculture, you know, those of you that are permaculture enthusiasts might want to turn this off. So, uh, on the other hand, I think that a lot of people, permaculture enthusiasts included, um, would find this to be of interest if you own a computer. And um, basically, I'm going to tell a long story of uh, PCs versus Macs um, versus uh, all kinds of interesting bits and bobs. Um, mostly because while I have a lot of computer experience, I really don't want to have computer knowledge anymore. And um, so this is what I did in order to pick out a computer. I think I ended up with something that's going to last me five years. And it ended up being priced a lot cheaper than I thought it would be. And um, it's also going to be free of crapware and other annoying bits and bobs that nearly all computer uh, consumer-grade computers are loaded with these days. So... And so I'm going to tell this part of the story, what I have up to this moment. I'm now now driving back to Montana after spending some time in the Puget Sound area. And I just ordered the latest machine. And so I'm I'm hoping that I'm going to be exceptionally tickled to peek with it and that uh, there will be a part two that I'll glue on to this um, podcast later, which will be uh, me, like a short bit, saying, yeah, it turned out to be that way. So... I'm going to go back in time a little bit. Um, uh, six years ago, 2004, I bought an IBM ThinkPad, my second IBM ThinkPad. And um, uh, I was very happy with it. Uh, it went, by the time I got to be four years old, um, I repeatedly hit this barrier where I needed to do things that would require more memory. And the memory had maxed out on that computer. Um, it was processing everything at a, at a perfectly acceptable speed. Um, there was some stuff about the DVD player that was a little clunky, and I probably could have fixed it if I took the time to, to get some appropriate software or something like that, but I never did. Um, but it was a champion. It had no crapware on it at all. Um, so then it was time to get a new one, and of course I was going to get the same thing, only it turns out that IBM had sold their laptop line to this company called Lenovo. Uh, I tried to find out whether Lenovo was okay, and I couldn't really get any good information on that. So I bought one. It was crap. It was a lemon. Um, I, I bought it. Uh, it arrived. I had to. It had to sit in its box for a week before I could get around to firing it up. And immediately after firing it up, it had problems. I called in. Um, they postponed me. They did all kinds of stuff. And, and next thing you know, uh, they put me off, put me off, put me off. And now 30 days have passed. 
And when I talk to them, uh, they're like, oh, it's more than 30 days. You don't get your money back. Piss off. So I was stuck with it. And I will never do business with PC Connection again, which is where I used to get my IBM ThinkPad, where I got my Lemony laptop, my Lemony ThinkPad. For two years, I tolerated it, and it just seemed to have new problems all the time. And there was basically nothing I could do. Um, uh, one interesting thing about it is, is that it had a lot of resolution, 1920 by 1200, and um, it was a 15-inch laptop. So it was like everything on there was tiny, um, and that it was too tiny for me, really. Um, but I put up with it. I made the best of it. I got by. Um, finally, there got to be a point where uh, I needed, again, um, more memory, and um, I tried adding more memory to the laptop, um, only it expressed its lemoniness about that again. So um, even though I took it from 2 gigs to 4 gigs, um, and of course there's a limitation of about 3.2 that you can do with 32-bit operating systems. Um, so there's really only 3.2 available. However, it continued to behave exactly as if there were two gigs available. Now, it's possible that there was something within the configuration I didn't do right or something like that, but it reported that there was 3.2 gigs available. Um, so I don't know, but I do know that if I ever got up to two gigs of memory, uh, like using two gigs, everything slowed down, and I needed to go past two gigs. So I finally said, okay, I've got to buy a new laptop. Um, at this point, I didn't know what to buy. I really, and, and it's like every six months, I kept tossing around the idea, should I go to a Linux system? Should I um, go to a, um, you know, a, a new version of Windows? You know, what should I do? Um, I, I ended up uh, putting a new version of Windows, Windows 7, on the ThinkPad, which did help a lot. That fixed a lot of problems, and it introduced some new problems, like I needed to go find some drivers for some things, and I never did bother doing that. Um, I, uh, I finally ended up, at one point, it's like, okay, you know what? I need to get a new computer today. Uh, I have stuff I've got to get done immediately with a computer that can handle more at once. Uh, so I buzzed out to um, Costco. And the main reason why I went to Costco is because I love their return policy, which is, do you want that in 20s? Um, and you've got 90 days. So uh, I, I went out and I got it. And that was about a little over two months ago that I went out and I bought that laptop. And I had a friend go with me who said he just wanted to see me buy a laptop. He was just powerfully curious how I would shop for a laptop. And I got there, and the word that they told me was, the innards of every brand are pretty much identical. The crapware on all of them is pretty much identical, whether you're getting HP or Sony or whatever that it is that they're selling there. They're all pretty much the same. And um, and I've, I've now heard that many, many times as I've continued my shopping because the, uh, the one that I bought there, uh, it, had, it was $1,000. It had 8 gigs of memory. 
a 750 gig hard drive. Um, I'm pretty sure it said that they have the i7 in it, but it turns out to be the i5 processor. Um, so, whatever. Uh, <clears throat> when I run the, the, the tools inside the computer now, it comes back and says it's an i5. Um, and, uh, and just loaded with crapware. Um, I went, one of the first things that I did, and what I... Well, I'm going to not try to skip ahead. All right, so one of the first things that I did was that I found that configuration in there, and it, and it seems like it always takes me a long time because I, you know, I don't do this a lot. So I went and I said, for upgrades, go ahead and download any of the upgrades, but do not do an upgrade without my express permission. And um, I'll tell you when to do an upgrade. So I said that. And after setting that, there were three different times where I was in the middle of working on something and the computer shut off. And it's like right while I'm, I'm in the middle of typing something like to the forums at Permuser, forums at Java Ranch, and, and the, the computer just shuts off, doing an upgrade, doing an upgrade, doing an upgrade, and then it comes back and of course it's lost a ton of my work. Um, Norton had to push itself into my face several times. Adobe had to push itself into my face several times. Um, HP, because it's an HP laptop, had to push itself into my face several times. And it's like, you know what? I just don't want to ever, ever see that. Um, you know, I, I, I think it's, uh, I, I think that if there's something important to say or something like that, there's got to be other ways. Um, but I, I, you know, and then it turns out when I go and I look at it, it's like, oh, you know, I'm in your face. i got to tell you about this. I'm in your face, in your face, in your face. And it's like, you know what? It turns out there's no need to be in my face. It's just marketing crap. So, um, I, you know, I, I guess I'm, I'm willing to pay extra to not have to put up with that. Um, you know, uh, I, I just, I, what I want to do is I want a computer to get my work done, and I don't want to be in the middle of a presentation and suddenly an advertisement for Norton pops up or an advertisement for HP pops up or any other kind of advertisement pops up. I don't want that. Um, that's, that's not okay. And at the same time, I started experiencing a lot of other problems. But I, you know, and, and, and I think it comes, it comes back to Firefox. I'm going to blame Firefox for this. Um, but I've been using Firefox for many, many years, pretty much exclusively. And, um, uh, and, I, and the way I get stuff done is I uh, overload. I, I um, try to do more in a day that can possibly be done. So um, part of what I do is all, uh, so I end up with about 120 Firefox windows open. Each one is going to have a bit of work that I need to address. And um, in time, I'll have a day where I'll spend half a day closing windows and uh, getting the stuff done, and, and I'll just, you know, sacrifice something else to get caught up. Um, so everything's about triage throughout, throughout the day. Um, and when something gets old enough, it's, it's been a higher priority to deal with it. Uh, a lot of times, if I let it just sit for 
several days, it'll resolve itself, or, or somebody else will step in and resolve it for me, which is awesome. Um, so, uh, I have 120 windows open, and I uh, started experiencing a variety of problems. Basically, um, stuff would spike my CPUs. Now, I got, I got four CPUs, and I would see two of them spike, and the other two are like, you know, going along okay. But it's like, all the CPUs are always experiencing at least 10 to 30% load. And it's kind of like, you know, I'm not doing anything. If I'm just sitting there, and there's 120 windows open, those 120 windows should be using virtually zero CPU. And so I would think that if I'm sitting there doing nothing, and I have 200 windows open, I would think that I would be using less than 1% CPU. But instead, I'm seeing a usage that's pretty much across the board, 30% more. And two of them are spiking, you know, max, like, like maxing out at 100% every eight seconds or so. And, and so um, when I do video playback, I'll, you know, because like I want to upload this video and I'm checking to see if the quality is okay, then I'll get glitches in the video and pauses in the video and the video will get screwed up and things like that. Well, it's like, well, is it because of the spiking thing? Or is it because of, um, like, there's a glitch in the video? Like, like I need to re-save it or re-whatever. I need to remaster it uh, because I don't want to upload something with a glitch in it. So now I'm having to spend a lot of time replaying the video before I can upload it in order to make sure that the quality is okay. Like, did it, if it glitches at a different spot on replay, then it has to do with my computer and with playing it, it doesn't have anything to do with the quality of the video that's written out. So um, I'm, I'm playing this game a lot where with a lot of different things. On top of that, when I'm typing in stuff, I can, I can sometimes get 20 characters ahead where um, that's how much is buffered before it catches up to me. And I've, I've gotten so good at touch typing this way that, um, you know, if I do make a mistake, I find myself having to wait until the computer can catch up to me so that I can go and see if I actually made a mistake or not. So um, it's, uh, it's, it's really getting annoying. And there was, there's, I mean, there's a lot of times when I go, at least with Firefox, uh, if, I, if I click on something, I usually just have to wait for it to catch up. Um, I tried Chrome for a while, and Chrome has this horrible thing where I'll click on something, and Chrome will say, no, you didn't. And so that's, that's really annoying. Um, and uh, so anyway, um, uh, Andrew Monkhouse over at uh, uh, CodeRanch.com, uh, uh, he's, he's my right-hand man right now, but he uh, did this awesome thing where he uh, ran a browser and then he would open up 40 windows with stuff in it on the browser, uh, on, on that particular browser, and um, and then he would, like, check CPU load. And he did it with, like, five different browsers. And it came back showing that, like, the CPU load or memory load, I think it was CPU load, for, um, uh, for Firefox was, like, 
40%, 40-some percent, while at the same time for um, other things, it was typically something like, um, uh, you know, 2% or 1% or something like that. So it's really showing that Firefox is a pig in that space. Um, but that came later, actually, and I need to come back to that. I need to stop jumping ahead, I guess. Well, anyway, so I've got, I've got a, a problem. I've got a, a real problem, and, um, and, and I've got the crapware driving me nuts. I've got, uh, you know, here's this super-duper system, supposedly the, the best you can get, and it's not cutting it. And so, um, and I and I just don't want to spend a big slice of my life screwing around with all of this. Not to mention that uh, I got to you know figure out the whole virus thing. You know, you don't want to get a virus. So then I got I started. So all, I have a lot of friends that are hitting me with a bunch of information about Mac. Now, in the end, I returned the Mac. I tried the Mac and I ended up returning it. But I'm gonna go ahead and tell you that all the Mac stuff. Um, so, and I had a bunch of Linux stuff, too. I mean, I've, I've used Linux workstations in the past, and I had a lot of people trying to convince me to use Linux. And I really like the idea of Linux because you're not giving money to... I mean, I really hate giving money to Bill Gates. Um, and I've got a long list of reasons for that, um, and, and uh, political reasons, even. Um, but, it, I mean, it just goes on and on about why I don't like Bill Gates and Microsoft and that evil empire, I, I think that uh, it's one of the most sinister things going on. And in the meantime, I still need to get my work done. So, uh, uh, Linux stuff. Uh, let me just cover that real quick. Uh, I've, I've got a couple years working on Linux uh, workstations. And it just seems like if you're not willing to be a Linux power user, you're going to suffer. I mean, everybody says it's so easy using Linux except for the fact that, you know, when things go a little wonky, they say things to you like, okay, you got to go and download that driver, and you got to go get this thing, and you got to go get that thing, and you got to recompile the so-and-so, and it's kind of like, okay, you know what? I just, I, I want my computer to serve me. I don't want to be its servant. And, you know, with other operating systems, you just don't have to worry about recompiling stuff. I just want it to go. And um, I've got other things I, I want to focus my time on. Now, I've granted, I've got uh, a rich history of being a software engineer, but even in, my, in, in the heyday of my software engineering days, I did not ever want to be a power user for any operating system. I, my focus was on software development and architecting, architecting systems, but um, I just, that's a, that's a whole knowledge set I just didn't want in my head about how to make the thing sing for you. I mean, there are, peop, there are other people that really know that stuff, and I would rather trust them than go and, and have to, like, try and attempt to gather as much knowledge as they have. At some point, you just can't put it all in your head. And so um, I, uh, I I left it alone. I, I trusted uh, I trusted others. So uh, and with Linux, it's just it just kind of looks like this thing where it's like you got to keep learning all kinds of stuff that I just don't want to learn. I just don't want to know. And so um, uh, the Mac people, you know, they said, well, hey, you know what? We don't even run virus software. You can run your Mac and you don't need any virus software. 
don't need any of that kind of thing. Nobody worries about that kind of stuff. Um, I had somebody tell me that um, if you get up, that you know, Macs are of course designed for people that are more into their movies, making movies, making uh, uh, artwork, um, you know, doing doing creative things. The Mac is optimized for the creative mindset. I'm thinking, well, I'm doing a lot of movies, I'm doing a lot of photo junk, I'm doing a lot of this and that. Along those lines, doing a lot of writing, um, doing a lot of stuff that's more down that path. So um, uh, that sounds more like me. Then somebody told me, like, um, uh, if you were to, like, create a movie that's, like, for a DVD, and you were to write that movie out on a PC with 8 gigs of memory to the gills that it would take several hours to write it to the DVD and if you were to do that exact same thing on a Mac with only one gig of memory and it's a far lesser Mac it would take only like 25 minutes to do the same task on a far lesser Mac because that's kind of how a Mac is optimized like wow well I guess I guess that's a huge selling point and of course Mac doesn't come with any crapware wow another big one so um, I'm getting lots of uh, people Mac advice from Mac people another big one that I thought was really good although it's not a prove the point kind of thing is that uh, when you go to the big geek conferences so this is a, you know, a friend of mine telling me to go to the big geek conferences and there will be all the primary presenters all of the kingpin presenters the super geeks there, 19 out of 20 of them now use a Mac, whereas like five years ago, it'd be one out of 20 of them would use a Mac. So now, 19 out of 20 of them are using a Mac. So it's kind of like a real powerful endorsement for the Mac. And and then the other thing, of course, is that people who buy a Mac typically are like, I don't know, you know, they, they, one, one of the supposedly one of the great perks of owning a Mac is like. You don't have to know about computers to use it. It, like, knows it for you. You know, and that, that was really, that's really singing my song right now, you know. And, and uh, so I'm, I'm thinking, okay, all right, I'm going for the first time in my life, I'm going to try a Mac. I have to have a laptop because I give a lot of presentations. So, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go get uh, a Mac laptop. It's a MacBook. I'm going to get a MacBook Pro. And um, I, I ended up getting a 15-inch MacBook Pro. Um, it had, uh, what, four, four gigs of memory. Um, I, think a, I think it had a 500-gig hard drive. Um, uh, a 15-inch system. It, uh, I can't remember what the resolution was, but it was, you know, respectable resolution. Um, I think it might have been something like uh, 1600 by 900 resolution. Um, I, I do remember that when I looked at my calendar in Google on the Mac, that it seemed like the screen was not tall enough. Like, I couldn't see enough of my calendar, you know, uh, when I would do the weekly view. And, and it's kind of like, this kind of sucks. I'm kind of used to being able to see the whole thing at once. Um, so it was definitely this lower-resolution screen, which is a step back. 
Um, but all right, I'm I'm coping. I'm coping. I'm gonna. It's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be better. Um, when I went to buy it, and I was standing at the store. Now, one thing I did is I wanted to buy local, and and so I shopped around, and I found out that there's really only two places in Missoula where you can buy a Mac, and of course you can buy it online directly from Apple or a bunch of other resellers and whatnot. So. Um, I, I called around, and, and there's a local shop, and then there's a Best Buy. So I'm thinking, okay, I want to buy from the local shop. And so the local shop, uh, their thing is uh, is that it's, because um, uh, I'm, I'm a little concerned that I might not like it, and but I'm, I'm thinking there's only a 10% chance that I won't like it. There's a 90% chance that I will like it, but just to be sure, I'm going to ask about their return policy. So I called the local shop, and I asked them, and they said that there could be an up to 30% restocking fee if you don't like it. I mean, if it's broken, then they'll fix it, Uh, and maybe they'll even refund money uh, 100%. But if you just don't like it, then it's an up to 30% restocking fee. Um... And so I didn't like that. I didn't like the idea of paying $360. I think that's what I figured it out to be. Maybe it was even more than that, $500. Anyway, it's a lot of money. Paying some huge gob of money only to find out that I'm not a Mac guy, you know. So, um, because it's like, a, I think it was like $1,700, $1,800. I think it was $1,800 for this laptop. And... Um, so then I I, uh, I called Best Buy, so it's a chain. So I called Best Buy, and they of course sell it for the exact same price. Only they have a 14-day return policy, 100%. And um, and it turned out in the end that they totally honored that. They didn't even give me any grief about it, and the, their questions were entirely appropriate. Like, you know, is there anything wrong with it? Like. You know, so basically, should we try to fix it first, or does it just need a wipe? And uh, if we're going to try and resell it, and I told him, no, no, it it worked, um, it worked fine. It just turns out I'm not a Mac guy. And uh, then there was another guy there who was super knowledgeable about a lot of stuff. He helped me with other things. But their questions, they were they totally honored it. In fact, I bought it in the at the Best Buy in Missoula, and I returned it at the Best Buy. Uh, over in the Puget Sound area at a Best Buy, and um, which is one of the things I checked into because I realized that, you know, I was going to be, when the 14-day point hit, I was going to be on the road in the way and stuff like that. So, you know, I needed that option. Um, and they were totally cool about it. They, they, they returned it. All right, so um, the Mac. Um, so on on my uh, on the PC on the HP that I had, um, I would get 120 Firefox windows open, and of course I didn't realize at the time Firefox was the problem. I get 120 open, and things would start to get to be unacceptably slow, um, and then there got to be all kinds of problems. On the Mac, which had I believe the i7 processor, so a better processor. Granted, it had only 4 gigs of memory instead of 8 gigs of memory, but it, it did have memory available. 
I would get like the 15 windows, 15 Firefox windows open, and I started experiencing all these problems. And um, so I would, you know, get the, the, the delay where it's caching, you know, what I type. And, and I'm kind of thinking, like, you know what, with a computer, the computer should wait for me. I shouldn't have to wait for the computer. I mean, DOS was working better than this. So other than, you know, having 15 things open at once, which DOS wasn't particularly good at, but, um, but still, uh, um, I, I kind of would like to think that in 2011 with a brand new computer that it's going to be faster than that. So, uh, I, you know, and when I went to go buy the Mac, there was a gal there. And, and well, there was, first there was a couple there, and they're like, we're going to buy a Mac, too. We're, like, waiting for the sales guy, and we're visiting about how we're going to all buy Macs and stuff like that. And then this gal walks up, and she says, you know what? I, I couldn't help overhearing you guys. I mean, this is Missoula. This is what it's like in Missoula. I couldn't help overhearing you guys that you're going to buy a Mac and your PC people, and I just got to share with you that... Uh, that I I was sure I was a Mac person, even though I'd always used a PC before, and I bought a Mac, and I'm here today to buy a PC, because I've had my Mac for two years, and I tried for two years to be a Mac person, and I am long past ready to go back to a PC, and I'm excited to go back to a PC. And it's like, oh, what, what, why is that? What's up with that? She, well, so the number one gripe that she had is that um, there is no delete key. On a Mac, there's a backspace key, which is called delete. So there's, you know, so in a way, I guess you could say there's a delete key, but it does the backspace thing. And, and she says, you know, I do a lot of writing, and it's just, it's just like something I got addicted to, I guess, and, and it's like, boy, I sure do miss the delete key. Now, of course, you can press some kind of key combination so you can get the delete key to do the delete thing. And the other thing is, is that you can also plug in a PC keyboard to your Mac, and then you got your backspace and delete key, which is effectively what she ended up doing in order, but then it's like, you know, whenever she travels with the Mac, then she's got to, like, you know, have this little bit of frustration. Um... That, that was like her number one thing. And I'm thinking, man, that's, that's nothing. Plus, I've got enough history with different computers back even before CPM that I'm used to, like, using all kinds of wonky keyboards. But I have to admit that, that I like a keyboard that has more keys on it better than a keyboard with less keys. All right. It turns out I'm not a Mac guy. Um, I... I tried, I really did, but there's so many things that I tried to do, and it just seems like I, I had a hell of a time figuring it out. And I would keep watching videos that would explain to me these things, and it seems like I kept screwing everything up. And getting stuff done was taking, I mean, I expected ramp time. But by the end of the two weeks, I was still ramping a lot. And I, I, um, and, the, and it was too much. The ramp, I mean, I've only got two weeks. I've only got two weeks to, to decide. And, and so after two weeks, it's like, uh, this is just too painful. Um, 
like for example when I tried to copy stuff to a file then um, you know apparently there was some sort of write protect on there or something or the Mac thought there was but it would just not copy it and it's like okay well am I doing it wrong am I like issuing the wrong command or something like that or what um, but but apparently um, the, the thing is, is that you know it thought there was right now when I took that same it was an external drive, so I connected an external drive, and I wanted to copy files to the external drive. There was there was like no option for it. There was nothing that said, by the way, this is this is a write protected thing. Nothing like that. It would just not work. It just didn't do it. And and then when I went over to a PC and tried to do the exact same thing, it worked. Now maybe it had to do with some kind of configuration somewhere that I'm not aware of or whatever, but. It, I spent half an hour trying to figure that out, whereas on the PC, it just worked. So, and I don't know why it just worked on the PC and why it didn't work on the Mac, but um, it, it, it just seems like that sort of thing was really typical of tons and tons of things that just happened to me. Um, the other thing is, is that, I mean, I, I do a lot of videos, so I put together the snake porn video on the Mac. And I have, like, um, how much you have got 12 hours into that video on a Mac. But on the PC, I'll bet I could have finished it up in two and a half hours. Now, granted, you know, there should be some ramp time and stuff like that for changing it. But, but for, the P, for the video editing software that I have on my PC now, I use the Pinnacle stuff. Um, I shopped around um, like about two years ago, and there was a, yeah, no, I shopped around for a bunch of different video software two years ago. Yeah, I did. And uh, I tried a whole bunch of them. I made one video with each of these different kinds, and I didn't struggle with any of those as much as I struggled with that one video on the Mac. And um, the other thing I was thinking is, like, you know, um, with the Pinnacle stuff, I picked a new font that I like for when at the end where I say permies.com and I write permies.com on the video. And it's like, I could, they had this long, long, long list of fonts. It's incredibly long list. And I didn't like any of them for that one thing or for, you know, just the text at the bottom. I You know, I, I found fonts that I could tolerate for text at the bottom for when we're, you know, like, this is somebody, this is Brian Kirkliet, you know, then um, uh, that would be, I found fonts that I would tolerate for that, but none that I like as much as, I like nearly as much, whereas I kind of thought with the math, it's going to be all artsy, I'm going to, I want to have, like, I want to find better fonts, easy, but no, I didn't. And, um, and 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 it's like you know what? Because the Mac is supposed to be intuitive and everything, even with the ramp time, putting together that video, I was expecting it to be more like two and a half hours for that video. I was expecting that that in the end I could make videos faster with a Mac than I did with the Pinnacle software out on the PC. So now, granted, people are telling me, oh, you know, they got other software. They got the. Uh, Final Cut Pro stuff that's like super awesome 
video editing stuff on the Mac for $2,500, I'm not paying $2,500 or something like that when I got a PC software that works just great. You know, that I think it cost me a hundred bucks. Um, so uh, um, I'm learning with the Mac. So, so next thing you know, I'm shopping. I've, I've decided, okay, if I, so I've got a week into the Mac. I'm thinking, all right, one thing I've learned is the screen is too small. So maybe I'll take this Mac back and I'll get the 17-inch Mac, which has 1920 by 1200. And 1920 by 1200 is what I've got with my uh, ThinkPad. And it's too tiny, but that's with a 15-inch. And so this will be a 17-inch 1920 by 1200. So I, I think that'll work fine. Um, and so I'm, I'm thinking, all right, that'll that'll be the way that I'll go. Um, with the HP, the touchpad on that drives me nuts. It's far too sensitive. And I try to turn off the thing where you, if you touch it, if you tap it in the middle, that it'll stop clicking. I couldn't find a way to turn that off, and I, I probably put a good half an hour into that. The Mac has a much better touchpad, but frankly, what I like the best is the little red knobby thing uh, in the middle of the keyboard for uh, the ThinkPad. I call it the clit, um, so it's a female, I guess. Um, but that thing, I've, I've mastered that. I've gotten used to that. I'm good at that now. And I never could get very good at the touchpad. Um, so I don't, I don't like the touchpad very much. Um, I especially don't like how it does the clicks thing. That, that kind of makes me nuts. Um, but I'm not doing a ThinkPad anymore. I mean, that's just a, another source of crapware. Um, Oh, and I've got more stories to tell, actually, along those lines. Um, so, I, uh, uh, in the end, um, with the Mac, it was like on day 12 with the Mac, I'm thinking I'm going to go to a 17-inch Mac. And I'm just going to keep ramping, and eventually I'll get it all figured out. It'll be great. And I, mostly this has to do with a lot of people I'm getting feedback from about, you know, I just need to understand stuff. And, and, and you know, there is a lot of stuff where it just works differently and stuff. But it was um, it was on day 13 that I tried editing up that video, and it was like, no, it turned into this massive struggle. I did a bunch of videoing, a bunch of video editing, like about day 10 or so, and it was going along okay-ish. But it was um, uh, on day 13 where I tried finishing uh, up the editing, which I thought should be a quick finish, and it's like, no, it was just a big, frustrating mess. So um, I, I uh, and then finally I just, I just decided, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to just return this back. And, uh, and I thought, you know, I'm going to also return the PC, and I'm going to get a different PC. But I, I, I popped back into Costco. They didn't have any PCs there that I liked any better. Uh, while I was returning the computer at Best Buy, they didn't have any PCs that I liked there better. And um, uh, so I got, after returning the Mac, I got home, fired up the PC again, and... Um, uh, 
one of the staff out at uh, Code Ranch uh, suggested to me that I run this software that's like this crapware software. It's going to remove all the crapware. Oh, and by the way, I paid a guy uh, to go into my go into this go into the HP and remove all the crapware, and there was still crapware. And uh, he worked eight hours at removing crapware and trying to install some better virus software, which didn't work out. So I was running the Microsoft Security Security Essentials. And there's still crapware. Still got Norton saying, hey. And uh, I saw Norton pop up. I saw, uh, I think he did manage to find a way to keep him from shutting down on me in the middle of work. It hasn't shut down on me in the middle of work again. But I've still got Norton waving at me. I've still got Adobe waving at me. I've still got HP waving at me. And uh, so the crapware still exists. So then uh, I download uh, this software that a guy recommended about how to remove crapware from your uh, computer. And uh, uh, I still have the HP crapware. Uh, but I, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little worried that if I take up too much stuff, that the computer's going to stop working. Um, I, I, uh, I was thinking about installing Windows 7 in it, but then I thought if I do that, then of course a lot of stuff's going to stop working. Uh, I got to go play Find the Driver, you know, and, and uh, I really am not into that, and I'm worried that there might not be a driver, or that the, the new version is going to have some kind of suck to it, or something like that. Um, so I, uh, I started looking for uh, uh, computers that don't have crapware, and I found a comment somewhere that said, well, if you get this stuff called Alienware, and I didn't buy the Alienware in the end, um, but if you get this stuff called Alienware from Dell, because somebody else was saying, get a Dell... And, I, and I've had, I, I worked on a Dell at a company once before, and it was a piece of shit, too. Um, but anyway, this person said, get a Dell, but you get it from their business office with the business support, and business, 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 and it won't have crapware, and it'll use higher quality stuff, and things like that. And um, and so I actually tried to call them and and uh, and, and buy one. Only um, I went, I spent like you know all that, you know you go through their menus and you know it's like you know and it's like it's really annoying. You have to say the words. Tell us what it is that you're interested in. And you tell them what you're interested in, and then they say, I think you're interested in something you're not interested in. And so it's like, ah, oh, what do I want? And so then you follow all the stuff and you finally get somewhere and uh, then the message, you get this message. Those offices are closed at this time. Call back tomorrow. Fine. So then I went online and I did some research and then I came up with this Alienware stuff instead of the Dell Pro stuff. And, and based on what I read, it's like, okay, this is made for gamers. And, uh, and basically, it sounds like the requirements for a gamer is very much similar to the requirements for somebody who's putting together a lot of video. That would be me. I'm not a gamer. I, I, uh, I played solitaire a time or two. Um, and, you know, years ago, I got hooked on um, this game or that game. But, but I, you know, once I got to the end of it, I just really not picked up a new game. I'm, and the stuff that they got out now just doesn't appeal to me. So I'm not a gamer. Um, 
But uh, it sounds like, you know, the idea is that they're putting together the highest quality stuff, and people are very particular. So they got this one called Alienware, and I thought, I, I kind of like this because, you know, on the back of the lid of the laptop, so I'm giving a presentation, rather than the back of the laptop saying Apple, or the back of the laptop having this big glowing HP, so you're kind of advertising for Apple or HP. It's got an alien head, <laughs> you know, with the big eyes, the big bulbous head. Uh, and, I, and I was thinking, that would be kind of funny. <laughs> so that would be, that'd be kind of cool. Uh, uh, and then it's got like this glowing keyboard, which the Mac keyboard glowed, which I thought was really kind of neat. Um, and, it, and it just seemed to be higher quality stuff, like all the bling, all the... All the bits and bobs are really well done. And so it's like you can turn your bling off if you want or you can leave it on. Um, it, it just seemed like they're making sure that they're reaching out to the people that are concerned about having the highest end stuff. And I read somewhere that it has zero crapware on it. That's like, okay. Uh, and th- so the computer that was basically a match for the 17-inch Mac... The 17-inch Mac was going to be $2,800 with 8 gigs of memory, 750-gig hard drive, i7 processors, etc. And and it's like I felt like that was a big kick in the stomach price-wise. But it's like, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm figuring, I was thinking, well, hopefully it'll last two and a half times longer than the HP. Um, and I kept flip-flopping about just keeping the HP that I have and just, you know, installing Windows 7 on it and wiping out all the crapware. Um, and maybe that will solve all my problems. But by that time, I also figured out that Firefox was a major contributor to my problems, and so switching over to Chrome um, should, should solve that. Um, and so I'm going to try and make the best of it with this $1,000 laptop. But, but really... You know, I've got, and I've already expressed my concerns in that space, too. So, um, I, uh, I tried to, you know, the, the Alienware stuff. I'm, I'm getting this idea, okay, I'm $1,800 for the Alienware system. Um, that'll be uh, 1920 by 1080 uh, on the screen. That's a 17-inch screen. Um It'll have 8 gigs of memory. It'll have the i7 processor. So basically, it's equivalent to the 17-inch Mac. And I and I was like, but I'm saving a thousand dollars, and uh, I have no crapware. So I uh, to double check. I, I started uh, googling for all kinds of reviews to compare, and um, uh, and I found a lot of reviews from companies that were saying, oh, it's the best, it's the bomb, it's the awesomest. And, but those were all from places where I kind of felt like, you know, they seemed really commercial. Kind of like, I, I was worried that it, that it was something where it's like they were paid to say that. And um, it didn't feel like a real independent review. So finally I found something that did feel like an independent review. And um, only, only the review was is that all the Alienware stuff was crap. And, uh, and so the company was Digital Storm that was being compared to. And I found a lot of reviews that um, were on forums generally, uh, but a few other places that would compare the Alienware stuff to the Digital Storm stuff, which is also designed for gamers. Um, 
And uh, the Digital Storm stuff did not have any blank. Like, it did not have the illuminated keyboard. It uh, did not have the alien on the back. I mean, it, uh, it was a comparatively standard, boring-looking laptop, only the innards were apparently the very best innards that are out there. And um, uh, apparently they go to extra, extra, like like uh, somebody was showing, like, here's a regular laptop that's been put together with the same innards. And then here's one that's been put together by the folks at, you know, Digital Storm. And, uh, um, wow, they're all, they're all tickled pink about uh, how, how, the, how the innards have been put together so carefully. They've, they've done all this stuff to make sure that the wires are not just loosey-goosey in there and they're all tucked away tidy. And, and it's, it's like, it's as if somebody put it together who um, is passionate about awesomeness in computers and wants it to be awesome on the inside. And um, so apparently, you know, they charge more. They charge a lot more um, than if you were to build it yourself. Because apparently you can just go and build a laptop yourself with the same stuff. But um, it's, it's kind of like... Uh, um, I don't know. They really, I don't want to know how to build one myself. And apparently, these guys think that, you know, people who build it themselves will sometimes buy a laptop from Digital Storm because they respect and appreciate the passion that goes behind it. And, and so, um, I, I, you know, I know this sounds a little weird, but, but based upon all of the different reviews that I read... I kind of got the impression that, that it's like, you know, these guys are trying to fill a niche of being first class. So, zero crapware is like, you know, um, that's so long time ago. Uh, they're, they're way beyond caring. I mean, they're, 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 they're way beyond fulfilling that desire in people. Um, another interesting thing is that their warranties and guarantees are and whatnot are interesting. Um, when I got the new lap, the the, the, the Lenovo, um, when I got the when I got the IBM ThinkPad, it was like three years. You know, anything goes wrong in three years, they'll fix it, replace it, they'll come to where you are, etc. You know, they've got this massive system set up. Um, and then I got the Lenovo. And somehow it was 30 days. After 30 days, you're on your own. Good luck. And uh, um, and uh, granted, uh, the Lenovo that I got was some kind of thing about a box, something out of the box. I can't remember. But I, they cut $300 off for this out-of-the-boxness. And I still felt like I was paying way too much for it, but I thought, but I'm getting a ThinkPad, and it'll, it'll, it'll last me four years and be awesome. And I did, and then you know, I got screwed. What can I say? I got screwed. I got royally. I was stupid. I got screwed. I should have researched it more. Instead, I was trying to trust, you know, the previous brand. All right. So, the folks at uh, Digital Storm, they they have a deal where it's like um, uh, a year on parts, three years on labor. Um, and here's here's an interesting one, um, infinite support. So 
uh, as long as the thing is still going and as long, I mean, if you, like 10 years later, you can still call them up and get free tech support. And they made a big deal about how it would be like, um, you know, at their office in the United States with, and it would be a knowledgeable person as opposed to like doing that whole tiered support thing. I mean, I don't know, have you ever called an outfit that's like, okay, you're talking to the tier one guy and um, I really don't know anything other than to look it up on the knowledge base. You tell me words and I'll try and look it up and see if that solves your problem. And it's like, hell, I can do that myself faster than talking to you. Um, but uh, uh, you end up going right to a, a person who knows what the hell they're talking about. Um, and it, but you know, it's a premium price. That's part of the that's part of the deal. And, and I'm you know, and I don't like calling them. I what I far, far prefer is that the thing works right out of the box and never needs any of that kind of stuff. And my impression is that this is what they are attempting to sell. Is something that will never need support. Um, you know, and, and, and granted, there will be failures, but they're going to be so, there's going to be hardly any. So I, I, I kind of feel like that's what I'm going to be getting. And, and uh, so anyway, I called down there. I, uh, uh, I, I, for some reason, I was looking at the website, and, and frankly, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm thinking if I can get something that will work and have be free of crapware and all that stuff, um, I'm going to have to get antivirus software and run it too. But um, assuming that I have a $200 budget for antivirus crap, which, by the way, I've never... I've seen, oh, there was a period of time when I, I used to pay a certain amount of money per year for Norton's antivirus stuff, but, but that was like... Uh, 2004, 2005, and then I stopped, um, and then I've, I've never paid for antivirus outside of that period of time. Um, I'm thinking, okay, you know what? I, I just want everything to work. I don't want to have to be reloading my operating system all the time. I, I don't want to be screwing with that. I want to find a higher quality path. Well, if I was willing to pay $2,800 for a Mac, then, all right, let's say I'm willing to spend $2,600 for a PC, and that gives me a $200 budget for whatever is the best antivirus stuff out there. Which, by the way, um, I, I found out is um, ESET, and I and I posted a thread uh, at um, in, in the Meaningless Dribble forum out at permies.com, which talks about what I'm getting. It has the exact stuff and a link to what I'm getting. And um, uh, and it's like ESET, and then there's also another one. So ESET's about antivirus, and then there's another one that complements it very well that's more about anti-spyware stuff. So, um, uh, and, and uh, there's a lot of people at Digital Storm that are for it, and uh, um, I found several other references in other places which basically say that um, you know, when it comes to all the different antivirus packages, they've all been, they've all had some viruses get through them, except ESET. ESET's the only one that has never had anything get through. And at the same time, ESET's one that's considered to load the fastest and have the, one of the lightest impacts on your systems and things of that nature. So it just sounds like... Uh, you know, they, they really give a damn, and, um, you know, they're doing a really good job 
with that package. All right, so back back to me placing my order. I'm thinking I've, I'm going to um, I'm going to spend uh, twenty up to twenty six hundred dollars. So I um, I find the system that I want, and it's uh, like fourteen hundred dollars on Digital Storm. And uh, so I call in and uh, get this guy, Craig, on the phone. And he was, Craig was clearly super knowledgeable in this space. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm really, usually I'm, I'm expecting a call and I'll talk to somebody and all they know is how to fill out the screen they're looking at. And, um, and maybe they've worked there for a full year and they've gotten good at filling out the screen that they're looking at, but, and, and they're familiar with maybe what people have liked and they haven't liked based on feedback from talking to customers on the phone all day. But this guy, this guy really, really, really knew his stuff. And, and he had a, a lot of experience and, and he, um, was glad to talk about comparisons between their product and any other product. And it all lined up with everything that I had read. Everything fit into place. Everything made sense. And he, it was clear he was willing to be totally patient with me. And, um, and along the way, uh, we're building the system, and I'm telling him, uh, you know, I'd like to get a bigger hard drive than the $1,400 one. Like, okay, that'll be an extra 67 bucks, which was awesome because with the Mac, when I wanted to upgrade the hard drive, it was an extra 150 bucks. And then for uh, Dell, uh, if I remember correctly, when you upgrade the drive, it's an extra 200 bucks. So it's kind of like, wow, it could be seven dollars. And I go from 500 gigs to 750. That's totally worth it. <laughs> so um, uh, we're talking and. and um, we get to the point where it's like, um, I said, well, you know, what's the battery life like on this thing? And, he's, and he said, um, well, it's, it's about two hours. And I said, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of used to using systems that have more like a five-hour battery life. Well, I'm surprised then that you don't want to get the lower-grade computer that has the lesser processor, you know, switcheroo in it where it's actually got two graphics processors in it because they take up a lot of power. Well, I've never really shopped for graphics processors, so I don't really know that. And he said, but it'll, you know, save you this 300 bucks, like 300 bucks cheaper. What? So basically, he, he talked me into spending $300 less, and, um, and, I, and I end up with two graphic processors, but I don't know, maybe the one... And the old system would have been, like, if I'm playing games all the time, it would have been faster. But, but he's pointing out how it's, like, got two graphic processors. One is going to be really great for when I'm editing videos, and then the other one is going to be really great for when I currently am not connected to an outlet. So then I'll get the five-hour battery life. So um, I, just, I just thought that was really, really awesome. So... In the end, um, the, uh, I went from the $1,400 computer to the $1,100 computer, and um, and it's going to be a step up from the, the HP because the HP has a screen that's um, 1600 by 900. So the new one, uh, the one from Digital Storm, is going to be 1920 by 1080. 
Um, the, Dell, the HP has the i5 processors. The digital storm will have the i7. Um, the HP has this thing where when I unplug it, it must have the dual video processor thing going on. And then it says, I need to switch to the other video processor to save the battery. And that means you have to shut down all your applications. And it's kind of like, I'm not going to shut down all the applications. I've got like a bunch of stuff going on all at once. I'm not going to shut it down. I need to keep it open. And uh, uh, so uh, Craig tells me that that message won't pop up, that it flashes the screen as it changes to the other video processor to save, to save the battery. And I won't notice, you know, that's all I see. I'll just see a flash. I won't get this thing saying, shut down all your apps. And we talked about that for a while. He told me why it says that and how there's been advances and stuff and things like that. So, yay. Um, uh, let's see, what else is going to be different? Oh, um, I sprung for uh, an extra uh, AC adapter. Uh, because I like, because I go, I travel a lot, I'm at home a lot, you know, back and forth. Um, the idea is, is that uh, I'm going to leave an, one AC adapter at home and one AC adapter stays in my laptop bag. So, um, so I got an extra AC adapter, I got uh, 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 a car adapter, so like a DC adapter. So I can uh, have power if I'm at some sort of solar thing, or I can have power in the car if I'm traveling so much I won't even be near an outlet. I know I could get, like, a, a converter to do that, um, but those take up power themselves. This would be a direct thing, so it would mean a lot less draw on the battery. Um, let's see. What else? It seems like I added in. Okay, I upgraded the hard drive. To big something bigger. Still have eight gigs of memory. Uh, uh, still have the i7 processor. Still have 1920 by uh, 1080. Uh, no crapware. That's so super important. We talked about the crapware aspect for a long time, and um, you know, and what are all the things that come with it? What are all the things that don't come with it? Stuff like that. Oh, here's another neat thing is that, you know, when you get a new computer these days, so often how it's worked out is that you, um, uh, if, if you need to reinstall the operating system, it's like built in on your hard drive. So some of your hard drives, so you get this 750 gigabyte hard drive, only to find out that 20 gigs are set aside for, um, you know, backup of everything or whatever, or, or 6 gigs, 5 gigs, whatever it is. So it's all sitting out there. So if you have any kind of hard disk drive corruption, then I guess that might also be gone. But but the thing is, is it's like you know when when you need to go back to your um, you reinstall, you, it's already on your hard disk, but it's taking up some of your hard disk space. And all this video stuff that I'm doing eats up tons of hard disk. So uh, these guys don't do that. They they put it on a DVD. So so you've got your DVD that's like your um, you know for reinstalling your operating system if you ever need to do that. It's on a DVD. It's a separate thing. No problem. Um, I can't remember. I know that there was. It seems like there was some other stuff that that I got with it that's coming with it, and I can't remember what all it was. 
But um, it does, I mean, another neat thing is is that it has a VGA port on it, which is so great when you're presenting stuff, uh, to have a VGA port uh, so you don't have to get an adapter. Because um, it's like, you know, the video stuff that you got when you're presenting is always a VGA. And so far, there's always been a VGA connector that I've seen. And, um, uh, yeah, so this is this is nice. Um what else? Uh, anyway, um, uh, the, the I guess the point is I, I, I think I'm about done with my story here. Um, it's all ordered. It'll it's supposedly going to be here. Uh, well, in in Missoula, it's going to arrive in Missoula in about nine days. Uh, he was he was you know saying officially I have to tell you this many business days and you know then of course the shipping time and all that stuff. Uh, but they ship they ship at FedEx because it's like you know it's first class. They do everything first class, and um, they don't bother with anything else. Uh, so it's going to be coming via FedEx. But it, you know uh, he was saying that it should arrive in about nine days, and it ended up being fourteen hundred something uh, total, including shipping, including all the other things you know that I wanted to get. Um, so I kind of feel like, wow, I'm I'm uh, I'm coming in at about half of my budget, and I'm gonna and the E set thing. Uh, I looked at it; it's like fifty bucks or so, fifty sixty bucks. And uh, I didn't price the other thing, uh, but I imagine it's probably my my impression so far is that it's free for the other thing. Uh, maybe it's gonna cost something. Maybe it, maybe it'll, but you know, it'd probably be less than fifty bucks. So even with the antivirus and the and the uh, anti-spyware stuff, um, I mean that would that would bring the total to probably uh, uh, 1,500-ish, somewhere around in there. And uh, so I'm I, I mean it's still coming in, and um, uh, I've saved myself more than a thousand dollars, and I've uh, dodged the crapware bullet. And I'm getting like total a, a completely first class piece of equipment um, that is far more compatible with more stuff than the Mac. I mean, I was starting to feel a little nervous about, but we'll work with a Mac, and um, uh, and I'll be able to continue to use all the software that I've gotten used to. Because there were some, you know, like when it came to video editing stuff. Um, I don't think, I'm not sure, but I suspect that my, my video editing stuff is not available. My Pinnacle is not available on a Mac, but I'm not sure about that. I did check in advance about all my other software that I was using, but it's like uh, there was another one. Um, I've been trying to do some podcasts uh, with Skype using Pamela, and, and so Pamela does records. I've already paid for it. I think I've already paid for it. I'm pretty sure I've already paid for it. But does Pamela work on a Mac? I, I didn't look into that. Um, and uh, uh, I don't know. It just seems like there's lots of little bits and bobs. The other thing is is that uh, I want to try and get back into doing some software development, um, mostly with forum software uh, for both uh, uh, Code Ranch and for Fermi's.com. And, uh, uh, and really... In that space, the, the, the tools and stuff tend to always come out for a PC long before they come out for a Mac. 
so I was feeling a little nervous in that space too. Um, and uh, it seemed like recently uh, Apple said, some, and I'm a big fan of the Java programming language, and it seems like recently Apple came out and said some things where it's like they're going to be less supportive of Java, which makes me not like them. And, and you know, uh, as much as I hate the evil empire, it's like, um, uh, you know, as much as I hate Microsoft, it seems like Apple's not far behind in a lot of the same bad things, just different flavor. And, and granted, uh, you know, Apple's on a higher path, but, but they're still doing a lot of proprietary stuff. And uh, I much prefer to see stuff be a little bit more open. I mean, why can't... Why can't we see somebody like like Apple come and, and say we're gonna do we're gonna support we're gonna do Linuxy stuff and uh, I'd like to see them really support Java because when you write an application for Java you can then turn around and and run it on damn near anything and uh, um, I I just think that that's brilliant and. And uh, I like to see companies supporting that kind of thing. Um, whereas, you know, Apple has made it very clear that they don't. So um, uh, I, 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 in many ways, if Linux could be as easy to use as, as the PC I'm about to get, or if there's a company that could just take care of all that for me or something like that, I, I would really give Linux more consideration. But the other thing is, like, for something like Pamela, is something like Pamela available on Linux? Maybe so. But in my experience, when I was trying to do a bunch of stuff several years ago with Linux, it just seemed like, yeah, you can find stuff that did it, but it was not very reliable. It, it just seemed like the quality was several steps behind, you know, other stuff. And, I'm, and it's like I'm trying to squeeze so much into a day that those little bits and bobs of quality are working out to be important things, and there's so much I don't want to know about computers. All right, so over the last four weeks, I have learned far, well, actually longer than that, over the last big gob of time, however much time it is, I have learned far more about computers than I really wanted to know, and uh, only to end up Get, I mean, what I really wanted to do is to get an IBM ThinkPad again, and I don't like the IBM company either. Um, but uh, it's like for a while there, they had a high-quality product, and um, and I just wanted something that had no crapware. It would do what you expect, work reliably, and uh, never need any service whatsoever because it's just built well. Um, I just wanted to get another one of those and get on with my life, and instead I've had to devote an enormous amount of time to learning more about computers than I ever wanted to know, and I thought I'd share it. Um, hopefully I'll, uh, I'll make another um, uh, audio recording to, and then attach that to this one to make a podcast that'll be like, okay, here's my one month later report on how this went. 